This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hour two, Mackie and Judd, which today is uh, Zolgad and Manny Hill from the State Fair, and also the return of intern Max. Welcome back, Max. Yes, it's uh, it feels great to be back. I... How's the nose after the procedure? Yeah, everything is uh, good to go. Uh, yesterday, went to the doc for the follow up. Uh, things look good. Doing some... good. Yeah. All right. Things are doing well. All so. right. Well, your return means that we can now officially, because uh, I think we skipped it last week. I think we might have forgotten, actually. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota uh, sports prop bets and over-unders from the State Fair, a live edition. And now this is your big break. Yeah, because you, huge break. Because it's not going to be me reading your questions. It's not going to be Mackie because he's not here. Right. Intern Max is going to give the over-unders and prop bets, feed them to yours truly and Manny Yes. And then you go third. You can answer as well. We will start with what question? All right. So the first question, over under five and a half touchdowns for Adam Thielen this season. He had four last year. Mm-hmm. Judd, you first. Stefan Diggs catches a few himself. I, You know what? And this is not being negative. I'm going to say under yeah. because, because if things go the way that I, I foresee them, which they rarely do, I put Dalvin Cook on a huge year. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's going to catch a ton of passes. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook's going to, if he plays 16 games, he's going to be a Pro Bowl type player. So I actually think the distribution of the football might be even a bit different than it was since Cook went out on October 1st of last season. So no fault of Thielen's under. Okay. Manny? Manny? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Judd on this. I think... I think it'll be under, and I think the number will actually be five because okay. to kind of piggyback off of what Judd said, I think Dalvin Cook is hes going to be a huge factor in the running game, obviously, but in the passing game, too. We saw before he got hurt last year how good he was as a, as a receiver as well. Right. Um, he's going to get his share of touchdowns, I think, too. When they get down inside the red zone, there's going to be a lot of dump-offs to Dalvin Cook, and he's going to be able to shake and bake himself into the end zone a few times. So I'll take the under on Thielen there. And- by the way, something to keep an eye on. I guess at practice yesterday. Yeah, he tweaked his ankle, right? Thielen tweaked his left leg slash ankle and limped off the field. Now, there's been no report, and there won't be, so it might not be a big deal. Yeah. But that's never a good thing. I heard today he was walking on it. He was fine, but... Good. I uh, just, yeah. I just, I get concerned in years like this when we have great expectations. <laughs> That's why we when, call you panic. When, yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> when, when the purple fans have great expectations and uh, all hell starts to break loose. Yeah, for me, the last two preseason games, I don't think Kirk Cousins. He got his first. Adam Thielen got his first catch against the Seahawks. Yes, he did. It really doesn't look like Kirk Cousins is on the same page with Adam Thielen at all. 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Dalvin Cook is going to get a lot of the, the carries in the red zone, and that's where Adam Thielen kind of could make his money. Uh, yeah, I got I got under. Uh, it's crazy because Adam Thielen actually is higher than uh, Stephon Diggs than in fantasy football rankings, if you care. But yeah, I don't I don't think Adam Thielen and, is and that get doesn't the vibe. and I don't think that necessarily means that Thielen's going to have a bad year. No, I yeah, mean, because he had a, he had a terrific year last year. He only had four touchdowns. Yeah, so, yeah. agreed. All right, uh, second one over under sixty and a half games played for Jimmy Butler this season. He he played in fifty nine last year. Uh, I will take over. At 61. Um, I will take Not confident over. at all, but I will but, take but it. But I think the question will be how much over. Is 60 and a half, you said? Yep. Yeah, I'll take the over on it. It was 59 last yep. year that he played. Um, I, I mean, he just, I, I was looking at it yesterday. He's only played in more than 70 games twice in yep. his career. And I think he played a full season maybe once. Is that right? Yeah. And, and, that, and the full season where he played all 82 games, he only started 20. He was a bench guy for most of that season. So um, I will cautiously take the over, but I don't. I, I, I just think with the injury history with Jimmy and just his style of play, I think it's probably going to be around 67 or 68 games. Yeah. I'm known Got as you. panic for a reason. Yeah. I'm taking the under. Why not? Because I put him on. Well, here's the problem. 35 games. <laughs> no, here's the problem <laughs> okay. with Jimmy. Jimmy is going to, Jimmy usually suffers, it looks like the trend for him is to suffer like three separate problems throughout the course of, of a season. So it's not just one big thing that keeps him out for, let's say, 10 games or something like that. So between, you know, an ankle getting turned, an illness. Yeah, he missed a couple games early last yeah, season where yeah. he was sick. Yeah, heck, being held out, just... Minor stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put him I'm gonna put him not a ton under, but I'm gonna put him under, and I'm gonna say that there's about three different things throughout the course of the season that keep him out at various times. I'm gonna put him at over, and I think uh, I think he might get to seventy. It's his contract year. He's he's, he's yep. he, he needs to prove that yeah, he's. It is. I mean, what is he? Twenty nine. I mean, so he's not a young yep, guy. He'll be twenty nine. Yeah. So. I think if he, just in a matter of he needs to make his money, he's going to try to get to seventy at least. He but, knows that if he's under that, teams are going to be a little. But the problem weary. is he. But the problem is he plays so damn hard. Gosh, that, he does. That, that when he gets hurt, he gets legitimately yeah. hurt. Yeah. So and and he's not. The thing with him is he's not dumb. Like I don't think he's yeah. ever going to put him. I don't think unless it's a playoff game, he's going right. to try and play through something where he's like, I really can't play well. Right. Because he I, he's also a pretty heady, smart guy. Mm-hmm. So. I think he legitimately because it's not like he bags out, right? So I think he legitimately gets hurt, and when he's legitimately hurt, he knows it and he doesn't play, and so he's not the type of guy who can just continue to play through things. So I'll say about fifty-five games. All right. Okay. I got. I got. Sorry. I got. Sorry, Manny. <laughs> it's been really uplifting <laughs> so far, guys. Hey, hey! I'm known as panic for it's, a reason. It's about to get more uplifting. All right, boys. Go for season opener tomorrow night. They play uh, New Mexico State, right? Yeah. Uh, over <laughs> under. 30 and a half points for them tomorrow. Uh, Wyoming, just uh, just a little nugget. Uh, they scored 29 against them last week. Yeah, okay. So yesterday I was very confident in a one-sided gopher win. And then, of course, Manny had to bring up Jerry Kill's first home game, <laughs> at which they lost to New Mexico State. 28-21. But oh. you, you know what? I saw, I stayed up on Saturday and watched a good portion of that clown show. And no matter what P.J. Fleck tries to tell me about the toughness of New Mexico State. Dangerous football team. Oh, no. Uh, he did dang, say dang, not, dangerous, <laughs> dangerous football team. I'm not buying it. I do think that the Gophers are going to lose to Fresno State in non-conference. But I think in this one, they score, believe it or not, 
they score more than 30 and a half points. I'm putting them I'm putting them about 35 or so. Okay. So I'm being positive here and Manny, I'm guessing that you might disagree with me. I'm gonna take the under. I just I, I need to I need to see it. I need yeah. to I, I I will believe it when I see it that I mean this offense has been rather it's you know been coached by Jerry Kill or by PJ Fleck. Um I, I just I I will believe it when I see it that you know I think they're I think they'll win the game but I don't think they're going to score 30 points you got a true freshman quarterback Zach Anikstead era is beginning and you're already <laughs> you're already poo-pooing well, it but but that's why I don't think we'll see a lot of points at least you know at least in this game now over the course of the year maybe Anikstead gets better and they you know and they get to a point where they are though they will have a couple of games like that but I just think this this first start for this kid I think they're going to be very conservative with him yeah, because I think they know that they don't have to score a lot of points probably to win this game. Yeah. Um, so I will take the under. I think they'll, they'll win probably 24 to 13 or 24 17 or something like that. Okay, a, a tighter game then. I think I'm going to go over on this. I, I, maybe it's the gopher yeah, in Sky me. Take but that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go over on this. Rodney Smith, I mean, Anikstead doesn't even have to do much. I mean, Rodney Smith, That's is, true. he's a pretty good running back. Uh, he could go for 200 and two or three touchdowns, and, and then there you're almost right there already if you get a few more touchdown passes from Anikstead. So, I don't know. I, I, could, I could definitely see over. I'll go with over. Uh, I mean, New Mexico State had. I mean, they played Wyoming, and they had negative yards. Don't forget a defensive half. touchdown, too. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous football team, yeah. guys. Don't, yeah. Dangerous don't forget, football team. I say, four, I say 14 points from the defense tomorrow alone. This team's going to a bowl game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thank you. Yeah, take yeah, that, Manny Hill. Yeah, take that. that. Rouser going. Yeah, Mr. Negative. Good Lord. All right, boys. Uh, I got another one for you. Uh, the Twins are at 61 wins right now. Over under 75 and a half wins for them to finish it out. I'm sorry, they're at what? 61. Okay. So about 14, 15 more wins. Uh, do, 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 do. You got the Yankees coming into town. You got, uh, ooh. They'll get right around there. I'm going to put them under. I'm going to put them under. Last night again, They it's 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 become a grind. It's become an absolute grind. Um, the month of August saw what was a, a pretty weak schedule. September, I think, picks up a little bit. You've yeah. got teams that are actually going to be trying hard. At, uh, although you do have the White Sox at the end. Nonetheless, I'll put them under, not by a ton, but slightly. Uh, well, I said earlier in the season that I thought that they were going to lose 90 games um, just because of how how badly they were playing at that time. Um, I don't think they'll lose 90, but I don't think they'll get to 75 wins. So I'll take the under two. I think they're going to end up with about 72 or 73 wins. Well, 72 wins would mean that they do lose 90, but I'll take uh, I'll, I'll take about 73 wins. I'll take the under. Yeah, I'll go just under as well. I mean, yeah, you got the Astros, you got the Yankees, the A's, and then you got a bunch of games with the Tigers, Royals, and White Sox. So, I mean, I guess it could be tight, but... <laughs> Those uh, are going to be pillow fights. Yeah, yeah. You take it. No, you take it. Because they're, what, 61 and 70 now? Yes, I think yep, right yep, now? So yeah. they would have to, to get to 75, they would have to go 14 and 17 yeah, that's, the rest of the way. Which is doable, but I don't see it. I, I just really don't see it. My favorite day in the remainder of the season for the Twins has to be, I believe it's the last uh, homestand of the season against the White Sox, where they're going to have to play the last of the makeup games from the April snowouts. They're going to have a doubleheader. <laughs> yeah. Can both teams forfeit? <laughs> Can you take the extra loss on both sides? Can you yeah. be like, you know what, we'll both forfeit. Yeah. We'll both take I do up. wonder if they will end up 
putting off one of those games because it doesn't matter. I mean, neither team's going to the playoffs. I mean, can they do that? Technically, no. You would need to have rain. You would need to have. You could. You would need a substantial weather, reason. You would yes. You would. Yeah. You could use weather purposes. Although, if that happened on the day of the double header, you couldn't do that then because I don't think they would allow you to bag out of both games. Yeah. Mm. But yes, they. You could definitely. Basically, if it rained or something happened, but what you couldn't do is just do what you want to do, which is be like, we don't need to play this game. It's right. the White Sox and Twins. Let's let's just not do yeah, this. Let's, let's not subject the poor people to this. We'll give them their money back. We'll give them all. You know what? We'll just give them their money back. Yep. But wouldn't that be a no great send off series for Hawk Harrelson though? Because he's he's hanging it up after this oh, year. Oh, you know what? The send off series is for that one though, Manny Hill. That weekend. Mm-hmm. It's Mauer weekend. Oh, it's it's we're hanging up the jersey. Oh, we're oh yeah. Bob oh Lance, yeah, yeah. Simon oh, this is the seven. This, this is the plan. The plan is for Joe to be for Joe in the next couple of weeks to say, you know, it's been great. I've got two beautiful kids at home. My gorgeous wife is pregnant, and I've had a great career. But I'm done now. And for the twins to say, Joe, this is this is touching. This right. is we're touched by this. In fact. The last series against the White Sox. Unbelievable. Joe Maurer weekend. <laughs> Joe Maurer weekend. And then on opening day next year, the number seven goes up with all, all of the other retired numbers. You commission the statue to be built yep. outside Target Field, and you find that last remaining gate. Joe Maurer goes into the Twins Hall you, of Fame. And you put the number seven, and you put the number seven on that gate, the Hall of Fame thing, everything. And out some bobbleheads and... Even and be, and be done night. with it. Sideburn night. Sideburn night. That was my favorite night. <laughs> exactly right. You, yeah. In fact, you know what? You could spend that four-game series recreating old Mauer promotion nights. A Mauer bobblehead, <laughs> pass out the sideburns, sideburns, a Joe jersey. A bat. Milk. Is this not, is this not milk. absolutely perfect? <laughs> free milk all week in yeah. the target. Is yeah. this not perfect? Free milk percent. <laughs> all right, Max, great job. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, stuff that you should know about coming up at the bottom of the hour. As I said before, Dan Hayes of The Athletic, talking Twins at 11. Tom Curvers, assistant GM of The Wild at 1130. So much more ahead from the great Minnesota get-together. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Just hold your ass right there. On 1500. ESPN. All right, back from the State Fair, Mackie and Judd today, Zolgad and Manny Hill, uh, who, of course, is also on the ride with Royce. Uh, intern Max joining us out here on our uh, our porch, and uh, James Murphy producing back in studio. He'll have stuff right around the corner. Got an interesting email, uh, Manny, off our conversation regarding Byron Buxton from uh, Matt, who is a loyal listener of the program. Here's what Matt sent us. If Buxton spends 12 or fewer days on the Major League roster this season, including September, the Twins gain one more year of team control. That's why you haven't heard anything about him coming up to play for the Twins in in September. And that's a smart decision by the Twins because you could be getting one year of Buxton in his prime if he doesn't eventually get it. Meaning if you don't get him back on the big league roster and he doesn't get those 12 days. If If they did that, the Twins... I think they should be completely destroyed. This is nothing to do, to your point, earlier in today's show, you said you fear, and you're not wrong, that he might just not be good, that he might not hit. Um, everything you do about Byron Buxton has to be with about finding that out. If you yes. decide that 12 days of service time is a bad idea up here because eventually he might become really good and you get an extra year, 
I think the Twins deserve to be, and I don't, and I have no, I have no knowledge that they're doing this. But if they did that, hypothetically, they deserve to be destroyed. First and foremost, before you worry about when he's going to get certain amount of service time and when he's going to be eligible for free agency and all of that, and when he gets really good. The first thing you have to do is get him to be really good before all of that, before you even have to worry about all of that. And the problem is, because of all the injuries and because he's not been a very good hitter, say for the last couple of months of last season, he's, I mean, let's be, let's call it what it is, in a sense, and things could change, but he's been a bust. Oh, absolutely. Let's let's I mean let's so let's far? be let's be real here. He's absolutely. been a bust. So at this point, if you're if if your concern is about service time with him, I mean, dude, like you gotta get him good. You invested the second overall pick in what, two thousand twelve? Yes. On him. And a lot of that draft class is now up and doing well. Yeah. I mean, you you your your primary mission your primary task for byron buxton right now is getting him to the getting him to reach his peak as 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 close to his peak as humanly possible yep that is your number one concern i I don't right now if i'm the twins i don't give a damn about service time with him right now because because right now service time doesn't mean squat because he's not he's not been good for you and if they did if falvey and levine were actually thinking that then as far as I'm concerned, that would be, and just to be clear again, we have no indication of that, right. so this is, this is hypothetical. If they were thinking that, it would be the biggest misstep so far, easily, in my opinion. I don't care about all the roster changes, and, and I, I, get, I get there's some curious decisions that have now been made, especially at times on pitching, but this would be easily the biggest, dumbest misstep that you could possibly make. It hit, You have to get him back here. I don't care what his contract is. God, they need him to be good. Yes. They need but, him to be good. And they need Badly. Him, and they need to do everything they can over the next few months. As far as I'm I'll go back to saying this. As far as I'm concerned, the offseason for this guy should be about a month. I want to play in baseball. I don't care if he gets tired next summer because, as we talked about, if you're in a position where he's getting a lot of at-bats and gets tired, it means that he's done, that he's turned a corner. Right. You've got, when it comes to Snow and Buxton, for very different reasons, and, very, and they're very different people, and with Byron Buxton, I, I never question his want, desire, and, and willingness to work. But for very different reasons, you have to have those two essentially as much as you can under your thumb all winter long and they have, and you have to go into Florida, extremely confident of who they are. And now, if, the, if if you're saying to yourself with Buxton, oh my God, he just can't do it. You're not going to advertise that, but you got to have that idea. Like you finally have to have you. If you're the Twins, you have to have a very good clue of who you think these guys are. Because if they are not what you thought. You've still got prospects. You've still got some guys. But the thought process of where th- away, but the man. thought process of where you were when Derek and Thad walked in that door has then yep. changed. Yeah. 
Because you, if 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 it turns out that Byron Buxton is not, and again, I I kind of said he was a bust a couple minutes ago. He's not. I mean, but he is so far. You're so, you're, so no, far he you're, is. That's Let's what be real he is. Here. So far he is. He's a and 2012. He's a 2012 draft pick, and, and we're others, 2018. And others from that class are excelling. So right now, this doesn't this this doesn't mean that it's the not comment, writing him off exactly. Yet. But he is a bust right now. Yeah, and if it ends up being that he does that, he never gets to where they want him to be. You're, who are you looking at next? Royce Lewis? Well, Royce Lewis is, what, 19? So you're probably yeah, looking probably at... Yeah, at high class A next year. You're probably looking at 2021 at the earliest before you see him in the big leagues? Well, and Buxton... So... And Buxton is so seductive because of what he brings. Like, Sano, listen, if, it ever go, if the light ever clicks with Miguel, this can be... He could be a great player. Um... But you know the skill set there. Mm-hmm. He's going to hit a lot of long home runs. He he should definitely hit for a higher average than he currently is. But eventually he's going to become a first baseman and then probably a DH. Uh, as a third baseman, he, he would be great, but that's not realistic to keep him there long term. Right. But the su- seductiveness of Buxton's skill set is there's so many different things that he can do. And because he's so good defensively. That's that the point. And that's that's where it's hard to... And the speed. To... And, 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 that's, yes. and that's why I'm saying... If I worked with him personally, if I could get my hands on Byron, and I could say, Byron, here's the deal. I don't care about your power. Don't care about your power. What I want you to do is get on base. I want to work with you uh, on an approach that we can keep that will make you confident. Because I feel so much of his failure is, is the fact that he goes through these spans where things don't go well, and the confidence then just bottoms out, and it becomes, and it just goes on and on, on and on, and it's a, a cycle then. But if you could just say to him, let's for now completely punt on power. So if that's the leg kick, let's not do it. Let's get you on base. You can steal bases. Mm-hmm. Your speed your speed from home to first scares the hell out of teams. Yep. And back to what you said, defensively, you're phenomenal. Yeah, you're fine there. That is but yep. so that's and that's why you can't give up on this. But what you need to do is get a better idea of what you might have. Because if he can't hit and if he can't get on base, Judd, I'm sorry. You can't play him every day. You just can't. I don't care how good he is and he's fantastic defensively. He's he's brilliant with the glove in center field. He's one of the best def- if you, not the best you healthy, the best defensive center fielder in baseball. You but pe- Yep. If he's if he's only going to hit two ten and strike out twice a game, you cannot play him every day. It's going to kill your lineup. You can't because you don't have you don't have what the Yankees have. You don't have Giancarlo Stanton and and Aaron Judge hitting at the top of your lineup to where they're both going to hit fifty bombs a year. You don't have anybody else in that in in your lineup like that. So you need him to be able to contribute with his bat. And if he's not going to, then you can't play him every day. You just can't. You petition. MLB to go to the high school legion rule. I can DH for anybody. One <laughs> one DH. So you know what? That's a pitcher hitting. I'll, I'll take somebody DHs I'll take for Buxton. My, I'll take my chances with Barrios in the nine spot, and I can DH for Buxton. How about that? And and by the way, by the way, we got that suggestion two years ago. To make it very clear, MLB doesn't allow that because people thought that they did. You can only DH for the pitcher. In the American League, you can't DH for your center fielder, right fielder, third baseman. You can't do it. But anyway, you petition for that. James Murphy, what's coming up in stuff? Well, a couple of top NFL defenders are still yet to see any action this season. All right, we'll get to that next one. Stay fair. 
Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd show will continue in a moment. Do I have your word on that, sir? Mackie and Judd. Absolutely. On 1500 ESPN. Oh. Mackie and Judd now continue. Well, here we are again. Yes. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is sponsored by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, also a proud sponsor of The Beer Show. Stop! You like that? Stop. You like that? Woo! Stop, 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 stop. What Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. What you know about that? All right, Mackie and Judd from the State Fair, Izolgad and Manny Hill today. James Murphy producing things back in studio, and he has stuff for us. What you got, Jimmy? Well, let's uh, let's start here. It's just this week the NFL saw big contracts given out, but not exactly to the players we were expecting. Odell Beckham, of course, got a uh, five-year, $95 million deal. And then just yesterday, the Bengals inked both Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap to 65 and $25 million deals, respectively. Khalil Mack and, uh, and this guy, they both remain unsigned. Five receivers out there. Hoyer can't get the playoff. Aaron Donald with the big one for the Rams. I can't tell you how great a football player he is. He's a Hall of Famer with what he's done already in his career. He has completely dominated this game. Yeah, NFL talking heads, they expect Donald to sign a deal before the regular season starts. But as for Khalil Mack, there's still been no dialogue between he and the Raiders. And he is expected to carry that holdout into the regular season. Are they going to trade him then? I've seen r- rumors. My favorite one was Sunday night. Some uh, all, uh, all sports radio station guy in Detroit got called by a source who said, Khalil Mack's in town. I'm a limo driver. And he's in my car, and the guy just immediately ran with it and tweeted that out. And, of course, it turned out not to be true, and the guy had to come back and be like, oh, I shouldn't have reported that. But at this point in time, are they just going to trade him? Because this this does not seem to be a situation where, as James just said, where they're talking. Yeah. And so eventually you got to do something here. You, can't just sit, you know. If, if he's if he's not going to play for you, get a first round draft pick for him or something. Well, on on the Aaron Donald front, I mean, all I can say to that is finally, it's about damn time because he is arguably the best defensive player in football, and the fact that it's been this long since they have gotten a new deal for him is just a pure absurdity. Like they need to get that deal done, which it sounds like they're going to eventually here. But Khalil Mack, I I don't. That one is really weird for me, Judd, because. They don't really have anything else on defense. The Raiders. I know, but they've so, been playing so, hardball. They're so, really playing hardball like, there. He is the only like really They're good the Raiders defensive though. player. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but you would think with them bringing John Gruden back after so many years, like I know. you would think that that that, that would sort of change, uh, change sort of the mindset of things out there. But that's he's the only good like really good defensive player you have. Why not get him locked up? You need you're, you're going to be well, you're going to be awful. As you on said, that how about Donald though? Anyway, why? Why on earth? I don't understand with a team that's trending as positively as the Rams have been. Why you don't go to him and say, "Let's just get a multi-year deal done." Yeah, he's going to be good for a long time. Yes, and and to continue this this uh, trend that they've you're, been you're doing of year by year by year. Him. And if I if I'm correct about this, uh, guys, he is on his fifth year rookie option, and he was drafted the same year as Anthony Barr was. 
But Barr's fifth year option, right? yeah, and Barr's fifth year option that he's on right now is like twelve million plus for this year, so it's really good. Donald was taken after Barr, and so he's at like five mil or something like that, ridiculously low for his skill set. So I don't understand why you wouldn't want to sort of create the perception that we take care of our great players because Donald's not a good player; he's a great player. He's a terrific player. Yeah, it's so twenty-seven I, years old. Yeah, and so I mean, come on, he's a guy you go to and say, "Let's give you a five-year contract." What you got next, James? Just quickly before I go to the next thing, you, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think, but it was it, it's, it's amazing how the Vikings, we, we never hear about anything like this with the Vikings. Now, no, there's been a little get, bit of... They always get the deals done. Right. There's been a little bit with Anthony Barr, but even he's he's not, you know angry and, and you know openly angry about it like we've seen Donald holding out Khalil Mack holding out but the Vikings just don't have this stuff happen to them because they they've get done the a great done. job nope they've done a great job Brzezinski and Spielman now for, for years I think part of the reason why the Vikings don't have this problem too is the perception of them is they're fair I think that's the problem here right <laughs> the the perception I mean first of all Barr is going to make a ton so he's being yeah. he's being well compensated for uh, 2018 but I think the more important thing in this conversation is the perception of the Vikings is financially, contractually, they're very fair. And a team like Oakland is seen as not being fair. So. Yeah. You like that? You like that? Intercepted at the 35-yard line. Harrison Smith down the sideline to the end zone. Touchdown. And, of course, Vikings phenomenal safety Harrison Smith. ESPN recently released their list of the top 100 players, according to their staff. Here are your Minnesota Vikings that found their way into the top 100. Harrison Smith at number 25. Xavier Rhodes at 34. Everson Griffin at 39. Adam Thielen at 71. Kirk Cousins, 80. Daniil Hunter, 93. And Dalvin Cook off a shortened rookie season at number 95. Uh, prediction for you, uh, within the course of the 2018 campaign, Everson Griffin falls and Hunter comes way up. I think Hunter's going to have a outstanding year. I saw him, the sack that he got against Jacksonville in uh, the second preseason game, he he beat the, the lineman badly, goes around him, grabs the quarterback by one hand, and tosses him to the ground. I think Hunter's going to have a huge year. I think by the I I would not be surprised if by the end of this year Hunter and Griffin have have sort of traded area codes there cuz Griffin's been hurt now and you know Griffin's the type of guy he play, he plays hard but now he had the what the foot problem last season. Yep. Plantar fasciitis. Yeah, plantar, yep. He had that last year and now he's got a leg infection or something. I'm not saying he won't be good, but I think Hunter's going to absolutely excel. Okay, Murph, I got a couple questions for you. Where, sure. Okay, where, where was Kirk Cousins again? Cousins was number 80. Number 80. And just out of curiosity, I asked those two questions, Judd, is because did you see that uh, NFL Network had their top 100 players in the offseason, too? Oh, yeah. Where the, the players voted. Yeah, I, I Kirk, hate that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Kirk Cousins was like number 93, and Case Keenum was like number 50. Really? Yeah. See, Case Keenum was number fifty. Player, players vote though; they have no idea what they're doing and they don't care. That's the biggest. I mean, those 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 rank the players things just as a baseline are a farce. But when you ask players to vote, 
They get down from lunch and like mark a couple guys. Hey, I like this guy. That is that is absolutely stupid. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. But stranger and surprising ones to me. Joey Bosa all the way up at number fourteen. Carson Wentz with his after his great season last year was number seventeen. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore rookie season twenty six. J.J. Watt down at 41, and uh, two quarterbacks that I wanted to highlight, Jimmy Garoppolo at 62 and Cam Newton at 63. All of that was kind of interesting to me. Joey Bosa's really good, though, man. Oh, yeah, it's great. He's really good. I don't. I think 14. Set for the season to start because all of these lists, and now we get to the point. I'm just so tired of all of this. Yeah. I just want. I just want the season to start. I am just tired of, like, speculation and trying to rank players. And we tried to rank teams on the Tuesday show. Let's just kick the ball off. I, I, I've had enough. I want games. I want actual games that mean something, not preseason games. Does Tarasi get a shot from deep? It's good! She got it! The GOAT delivers again! Tie game! Tarasi does it again! Time and time again! We have seen Diana Tarasi deliver! Sue Bird is all over her, falling out of bounds, and she still delivers. This is the GOAT doing what she does. Yeah, that's right. 36-2 of the WNBA semifinals between Phoenix and Seattle. The Storm do end up taking Game 2 in overtime, but my Twitter timeline was full of reaction to that shot, both locally and nationally. There's more eyes than ever on the WNBA, especially in this market, boys. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, the league, and and I've been saying this on the ride for months, that this league has gotten so much better. I, I looked at the start of the season, and I looked at how the Lynx were playing, and the Lynx were having a tough time at the start of the season. They got out to, I think they were three and, oh, and all this stuff. And I, and I think age has had a part of it, too, for them. But this league has gotten better, man. I mean, the, the, the Collar depth told, of talent Collar told me league, the draft was fantastic. Oh, yeah. He said this, this, he draft said this class last year's draft good. was just great. Yeah, I mean, and I think just the overall quality of basketball and the depth of talent in the league spread out around the league has gotten so much better over the years. Now, I saw the Tarazi shot on Twitter last night. Did I also see a follow-up that when Phoenix lost the game, she was mad and spit on the floor? I saw a tweet about that, too. That, which, uh, by the way, that which, by the way, me. I absolutely love. I love because as the league improves now, we can start to criticize and dissect things. Well, That's what she, I love about. And she has a long history of being kind of a kind of an agitator. Like she's, you get I mean, fine she's a great for that. Player. I mean, that Maybe, seems, I don't know. in the NBA, you if, would for sure. In the if NBA. Kevin Durant, yeah. if Kevin Durant spits on the floor, I think we're going to be talking about it the next day. I think. Well, I think Steph Curry. Remember when Steph Curry threw his, his mouthpiece mouth in the yeah, finals? Yeah. He didn't get suspended, but I think he got fined for that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Diana might get, she might get a little fine or something from the, they won't suspend her. No, 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 uh, no. But But I'm just saying fine. Yeah, she'll she'll probably get fined for that, yeah. What you got next, Murph? Got one more? That's that's actually all I got. All right, let's uh, take a break. Dan Hayes right around the corner talking twins from The Athletic at 11 o'clock. Tom Curvers, assistant general manager of the Minnesota Wild at 11.30. In the noon hour, we will uh, talk Vikings with Matthew Collar. The show is Mackie and Judd, Manny Hill in for Philip today from the State Fair. Mackie and Judd resume things following these messages. That's just about the most fantastic scheme I've heard to date. On 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Four hours of trauma. <laughs> Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. 
All right, Mackie and Judd, Zolgad and Hill today uh, from the porch out here at the State Fair, 1500 ESPN. That is the location of what are the TCL Broadcast Studios on this uh, chilly but at least not rainy Wednesday. Um, Dan Hayes to talk twins from the athletic right around the corner. Manny, I have another Byron Buxton tweet here. Okay. Or, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, email. Email, right. email tweet. I can't, I can't keep them all They're straight. all the same at this it's point. It's a yeah. communique, all right? <laughs> And, and and all of these are good points. I don't, we don't, or I don't agree with them all, but they're all well thought, thought out points. Very valid, yeah. Okay, so Matt, uh, Matt emailed earlier about it. Now it's Joe's turn. Joe uh, emails us. Why must the Twins organization always be the bad guy with your station? Why does no one ever think that, quite honestly, Buxton's performance has set this club back substantially and therefore cost them money? Why should he ultimately be rewarded earlier if he achieves something close to his potential? Question. Twelve days of service time will do nothing for his development. The downside to this move is minimal. Byron misses out on striking out against MLB pitching for two weeks. The upside is the team gains one more year of control for what is becoming a very small chance that he ever becomes good. The Twins are running a business. I will not fault them for wanting to save some money, especially since they have most likely wasted a draft pick and are overpaying Buxton every day. How about he agrees to give back his bonus if the club brings him up, which they won't do. Okay, uh, this is which, a first. Which, which they can't, which they, which, by the way, <laughs> in MLB, you can't give back money. Wait, so... Judd, I, I I want to take this moment and give Joe some props here. And it's a good it's a good Joe, note. It's, it's a very good point. I strongly disagree, but it's a really but good note. It's a very good point, but I want to give him some props because this is the first time I've ever heard a Twins fan actually give the Twins credit for trying to do something that maybe would save them money. Oh, you might be right. Because what, yeah. what's what's all what, no, what do we always get from is cheap poll ads and all they're always trying to save money and they never want to spend money. It's and all rare. This, this, this is rare. So I got to give Joe some credit. Mm-hmm. I give some Joe some, some credit on that. But again, I I will go back to right now. It it's more important for the Twins to make sure that Byron Buxton gets to the level that he was drafted to be. Mm-hmm. That is the most important thing right now. I mean, they can worry about service time down because. The thing with service time is if you're going to keep him around, if he's going to be a guy that's going to play, you know, 10 to 15 years for your organization, you're going to have to pay him a big contract anyway at some point. So what difference does it make if it's 2023 or 2024 when you have to give him that contract? You know, whenever the free agency, you know, whenever he gets enough service time to be eligible for free agency and all of that stuff. So, like – I, I understand the 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 idea of yeah you 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 do have to sort of play the service time game with with some of these guys to just put yourself in a better position to make certain moves down the line, but with with Buxton it's like that's that's secondary right now to me like the most important thing again is getting him back on the right track because. If you're gonna invent, if you eventually want to invest in him long term, yep. you got to get him back on track first. Yep. Before before you even think about service time or anything like that. The other thing with Buxton too, I think, is that nothing that you do to him should be perceived as punishment. Right. You need to listen. If anything, he lacks confidence. You need to desperately need to, for the sake of your franchise, give him confidence. If I'm going to punish someone, it's Sano. 
Like, if I'm going to cost him service, to, if I'm going to do something to send a message that, dude, you are destroying your career, which the Twins did, mm-hmm. sent him to Class A. He lost weight. Now, he, he was hitting pretty well for a period of time there. He's not now. But nonetheless, he lost 20, 25 pounds. He looks presentable now. Yep. I think his selection on pitches is better. It's not great. It's better. Um, but if I'm going to punish someone, it's going to be Miguel. And I don't know if that would even work with him, but I want to convey to him, buddy, you've got a chance to be great. You're costing yourself right. that chance. And if I have to discipline you and make you mad to realize that, I'll do gear. that. Byron is all about, Buxton to me is all about confidence. It has nothing to do with an unwillingness to work. It has nothing to do with enjoying the lifestyle too much. So 12 days to me in the life of Byron Buxton as far as his potential MLB career goes is actually important. Yeah. It's important. And costing him those 12 days because he might someday be good, and that's a huge might at this point. And you're worried about it's counterproductive. having to pay him a year sooner. I know. Listen, I mean, if, that... I cost, if I cost Miguel Sano a, a, a contract year, if I can hold him for an, an extra year, I at least can tell you right now, Manny, that if the light bulb goes on for him, I think he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. To your point, with Byron Buxton, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that, and I sure as hell, I sure as hell don't want to sit there in 2024 saying, "Yeah, but we showed him contractually," <laughs> and meanwhile he's selling cars somewhere. Right. You know. So, yeah. so I get what people are saying here, but I guess where I disagree with with the uh, two people who sent us emails is, I think 12 days in his professional career right now are important. Yes. Because, and again, I'll, I'll keep saying it, the most important thing is getting him on track. That needs to be, that, that is their priority right now. Their priority is not service time. Are they thinking about service time? I'm sure they are. They're, they're, Falvey and Levine, they're thinking about all of those things. Of course they are. But the, the most important thing for him is we're six years since he was drafted and three years now since he was you know, called up to the big leagues for the first time. You got and, and 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 we're seeing a lot of injuries, and we're not. He's not hitting consistently. You got to get him back on track. I mean, it's we're a couple of years into this thing now, and it, it it's time to to really try and get him to get him going. And then the service time, whatever happens with the service time, you you cross that bridge when you get there. But right now, the most important thing is getting him going, getting him to become a good all around player that you and can not put even in your great. lineup every day. Not even great. Good. Good. Just good. Get him to be good. Well, and and you also not even ask him to be Mike Trout right now. And you all good. And you also have to understand, I think, that if we get to June of 2019 or so, and he's still hurt a lot, or he's just struggling, at some point in time, what do you do? Yeah. Now, now I do look, and and these are not identical players, but I do look at Aaron Hicks and say. That's what happens when you pull the trigger on a trade too early. Mm-hmm. So I would keep giving Buxton every chance. Sure. But, you know, at some point in time, you are going to have to say to yourself, we're just going to have – I don't think you're to the point yet of having to completely retool the goals yet for him. I think we probably accept the fact he might not be a superstar. But I do think that, you're, that you still could talk about him potentially as being a very productive everyday player. But there's going to come a point in time probably in 2019 where if it's not clicking yet – that conversation is going to have to be altered. Yes, 
from the twin standpoint, not ours, from the twin yeah. standpoint in a significant way. And and again, I'll keep saying the sec- that service time is secondary to me. Like I I just don't I don't I personally and and you know Falvey and Levine might look at it a little bit differently, but right now I don't give a damn about service time in regards to Byron Buxton. That's not what I'm thinking about. Right. I'm I'm thinking about trying to fix him. Right. Because get, there's no get him healthy and get him hitting because the point of of not giving him those 12 days is to have a contract in the future that you don't have to yet give him well right now at that point in time it's not an issue because he's he might not be that doing good right different. now so yeah, yeah. all right let's uh, t- uh, take a break from the state fair dan hayes from the athletic uh, joins us ordinarily at eleven thirty on wednesdays he will join us next though it is uh Mackie and judd and today it is manny and judd don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Oh, that's just what they'll be expecting us to do. On 1500 ESPN.